Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes. And I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. This is the Engaging Missions Radio Show, Episode 13 with Laura Beth Harbin. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Radio Show. If you care about missions, this is the place for you. Whether you're actively involved in ministry and missions, are considering missions, or serve God in the marketplace with a heart for God's kingdom, you're in the right place. Join us each week for inspiration, encouragement, resources, and so much more as we delight in the things that God is doing all around the world. All right, let's get started. I'm really happy to have Laura Beth Harbin with me today. After a trip to Swaziland, Laura Beth had settled back into her comfort zone as a college student. Then she felt God's call to lay it all down and leave on a nine-month passport immersion trip with Adventures in Missions. In order to raise the money she needed, she transferred to a less expensive school to save money and to get ahead on her schooling. Long story short, she was able to raise the funds she needed and left on the trip. While she was traveling, her group had a wide range of experiences, some of them fun and some of them not so much. They held babies, they manually removed tiles from a pool, they lived without wireless internet access. But God was faithful and used all of those experiences to teach Laura Beth and the rest of the people on her team about himself and his character and to transform their lives. Okay, Laura Beth, I've given a little introduction. Now, why don't you take a minute, tell us about yourself and your ministry. We want to get to know you personally. Um, like you said, my name is Laura Beth Harbin, and I'm 20 years old. Um, I worked with Adventures in Missions, and um, they recently just changed the program's name to World Race Gap Year because many students decide to take off right after high school or in between college to um, do some short-term mission work to see um, kind of what God has in store for them as they don't are unsure of what they're doing at the time. And so, um, yeah, we left in September of 2013, and we went to three different countries for um, a total of nine months. And so we spent three months in each country. And um, we got back just about two weeks ago. And so, yeah. That's amazing. Now, we know you just a little bit. Can you share with us a scripture or maybe a motivational quote that's really been meaningful to you? And then share with us how that scripture or quote has really shaped your behavior? Yeah, um, there's actually two different scriptures. And it's more of two different passages. Um, and that's Romans 8 and Hebrews chapter 11. And these two chapters have um, completely shaped um, the past nine months that I've been on um, in Romans 8, just talking about walking in the Spirit and how the Spirit lives in us and that, um, you know, we're adopted as as sons and daughters of Jesus and not to fall back in, into any fears or past sins, but to walk in the Spirit and um, just how God is for us. Um, I learned a lot about how God is for us and to really believe in these truths and believe in the Spirit that is inside of me. 
Um, and also in Hebrews 11, just the reality of faith. And I've just seen how these two things go hand in hand of Romans 8 of walking in the spirit and in Hebrews 11 of the reality of faith, because faith is going to be really, is really hard. It's not easy. A lot of times I think, um, we read the good stories and we hear about the good stories of, of seeing the, the product of things happen. And sometimes, um, well, faith is just believing in things, even when you can't see it, even when there's, there's no fruit from it, or you can't get, you don't get to be a part of it completely. And that's just believing in the reality of God's goodness, despite, you know, any, any feeling or despite anything that, that happens, you're just, just believing that God is good, um, all the time. And so Hebrews, Hebrews 11 and Romans 8 have helped me a lot of just, um, really having faith and, and walking in the spirit. Now, Laura Beth, you mentioned that walking in faith is a bit of a challenge sometimes, and that's actually the perfect lead-in to the next question. As we know, not everybody's life is always easy and happy. As we get started, we'd like to know about a time in your journey when you really encountered some kind of significant challenge or failure, maybe a time when your back was against the wall and you needed a, fake, a breakthrough, or when you were maybe facing a challenge. Paint us that picture of God's faithfulness and share with us how God brought you through that. Okay. And I struggle with which one to, which story to choose, because one is a story with, um, that personally just involves, involves me and some of my struggles. And then the other story involves, um, a story, um, from Africa. Um, yeah. Why don't you share the one that involved you personally? Okay, cool. Yeah, there is, we were in Guatemala, um, for about three weeks because due to some circumstances, we had to move from Honduras to Guatemala for our last little bit in Central America. And, um, while we were there, um, a team from Adventures and Missions that works in Guatemala came to basically, um, just teach us and, um, disciple us as we were kind of in, all of us were in a broken state and, uh, just struggling and um, during these two weeks, we would start off with having devotions in the morning and quiet time with the Lord. And um, then the rest of the day was just free. And so that whole time, I, I struggled a whole lot with depression. And depression has um, been a struggle of mine that I've had for several years. And um, I was shocked that it was coming up again, to be honest. And um, I was just looking at the things that I wasn't instead of the things that I was and my mind was just so clouded by um, all the lies that I was beginning to believe because the, the enemy knew I was in such a vulnerable state of, of um, being completely just secluded and getting used to living life now overseas and with people that I'm just now starting to get to know. And so, like, I was already in a vulnerable situation and um, just spending that alone time with the Lord was kind of hard for me um, because we, we had one day where we just spent the entire eight hours of the day um, in complete solitude and silence um, by ourselves with the Lord and um, just coming face to face with some of the realities of my flesh. And um, that just caused me to be almost even more depressed. And um, that, that the whole time God just, uh, God just kept reminding me of how much he loved me and was proud of me despite anything that I was seeing. And that's something that has been really cool. Like between me and the Lord is um, I can, I know the father's voice and just, uh, uh as, as much as I was condemning myself and as much as I was believing in these lies, all of a sudden, like God's voice was still there, just telling me how much he loved me over and over again and how proud of me he was. And just reminding me of the truth and reminding me of, of his grace for me and his, um, just his immeasurable love for me. Well, thank you for sharing something so personal. 
Uh, with that, we're mm -hmm. actually going to move all the way to the other end of the spectrum. We're going to, this pendulum's going to swing. Uh, we're going to move to that time when you had that moment of revelation or that aha moment, sometime when God really showed you something that's taken you in another direction. Can you share with us the story of that time in your journey? Take us back to that moment and yeah. then share with us what you did to take what God showed you and ran, run with it. Absolutely. Um, and this goes back to the Philippines, and you mentioned it in the introduction of how we would um, chip away pool tiles. And um, one morning, um, I would sit out there and just um, spend a little bit of time with the Lord before each day. And I would sit by the pool where the pool tiles were sitting, and um, I was struggling again with kind of um, just some lies in my head and stuff like that. And um, I was just looking at the pool tiles, and all of a sudden, I just was thinking in my head a good idea would be to write some li these lies that I'm believing and just crash the pool tile. So take a hammer and then bust that lie, bust that pool tile. And so um, it was really cool just as a, um, as a physical expression of I'm no longer going to believe this lie about myself and I'm going to bust it. You know, it's dead. It's gone. When Jesus died on the cross, he said it was finished. And so he killed all these sins. He killed all these lies. Right. And so from there, just learning to, um, to, to know my freedom and to um, know that the sin has no rain on me and these lies have no rain on me and that what I can do instead is to constantly be, be thanking the Holy Spirit for peace. So maybe I'm struggling with, man, I'm really angry right now. Well, I just say, Holy Spirit, I thank you for peace. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your love and your grace, you know, and, and activating these, these fruits of the Spirit instead of allowing sin to keep on raining. Well, thank you. Um, you know, I've noticed now that you've talked twice about the lies that the enemy uh, uses against us, and that's real interesting to me because just today I was talking to someone who's dealing with those kinds of lies, and I really appreciate you sharing how God had you deal with some of those lies. And now we're going to move to the present day. We'd like to hear about what's going on in your ministry, maybe one thing that's really exciting you right now or maybe something that you see coming in the future. Yeah, um, since I've been back, I've been working um, for the YMCA, and uh, I work at their summer day camp, and that has been, not only has it helped me reacclimate back into um, American society, but it's also just um, helped me realize just the joy that I have um, with working with children, and um, even when it's a super hard day, um, I just find joy in, in just being able to teach the kids, be able to help the kids when they're upset or when they're mad and just being able to encourage them to, to come to me and talk to me about it. Or if they're mad at some kid to instead be nice to them, you know, and just to really be there for the children and stuff has been a blessing for me, um, in my day in and day out. And for the future, I'm not quite sure yet. Um, I would absolutely love to keep traveling and um, doing mission work. Um, for now, I really think I need to settle down and get my schooling finished and get my degree um, because I know if I keep on traveling in and out, I'll never finish my degree. <laughs> you know, you mentioned the difficulty with reentry and how what you're doing at the YMCA has helped with that. I remember that when I was talking with Corbin Barber a few weeks ago, he mentioned that reentry was difficult as well. And I know from some other missionaries that that can be a very challenging time. Can you share with us just a little bit what that was like? Yeah. Um, well, coming off the field for nine months, I spent spent the entire nine months with the same group of people, the same, my same team. So I was on an all girls team of uh, seven girls. And so spending my every day, 24 seven with the same girls and then coming back home and these people aren't with me anymore. And now 
God has changed me so much in these nine months and coming home, it feels like nobody understands and nobody gets it. But, and I try to get it, but I don't know. It's just hard to explain that and to really be content with where you're at because I was talking to someone just the other day. Um, a fear that I have is that in letting go of something that it's, it's completely gone and that it's not there anymore, but letting go of something doesn't mean it's gone forever, but I still have, yes, I'm letting go of these memories and these, not these memories, but I'm letting go of these places and these people, but I'm still holding on to these memories. I, they still go with me. Their stories still come with me. These experiences still come with me. And so reentry is kind of learning to integrate what I've learned um, over these past nine months and what God has taught me, what I've experienced and um, through the people I was with and the people I met in different countries and to integrate that here and where I'm at um, to not change just because, you know, this, not to change just because um, this is who I once was, but to, to be who I am and who God has changed me to be and made me to be and to integrate that back here in the, the way that we love and, and worship and share Jesus here also. Yeah, I remember someone sharing that reentry is often the perfect time for God to really transform our lives because we've been, for a time, outside of our comfort zone, if you will. We're, we can't possibly come back as the same person because we've had all these experiences and that that's the perfect time for God to go, okay, this is what I want it to be like. Because we're not all necessarily called to travel all the time. I, you know, I know some people are. I know some people do short-term missions all the time. You know, they're full-time missionaries, but they're never in one place long. But we're not all called to do that, but God uses these times to transform our lives. So I'm really glad to hear that, um, that you're working through that kind of stuff. As we head into the next question, I'm thinking that there are definitely some people who might already be supporting a missionary financially and maybe in prayer, but they want to do more. From your experience, if somebody really wanted to level up their game, what's one thing that they could do to encourage or support a missionary? I would say definitely... Um, get to know them and their story. Um, one thing that helped me a lot along my journey, yeah, I needed the money, of course, to get there and the prayers, but also just them keeping up with me and, and commenting on my blogs or sending me a quick message asking how I was doing and how they can specifically pray for me um, meant the world to me. Um, and I think another practical way um, that supporters can get more involved is maybe like since they do have the money to send missionaries out, maybe for like maybe a week or two weeks, they could even go out um, on a mission trip and kind of get a picture of, oh, this is what they're talking about. This is this is what they mean when they say this. And this is what this paints the picture for me that I can see. And so I think um, one, definitely keeping up with that missionary and um, being in contact with them and encouraging them and also um, if the opportunity comes to get their feet wet a little bit too. Definitely. Now with that, it's time for us to go ahead and transition to the speed round. This is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us with your short and amazing answers. Does that sound like a plan? What is one thing you wish you would have known before you started out? Um, well, they told us to, they told us this, but it still didn't click until I was there. But um, not to have any expectations. And so I don't know if that completely answers your question because they told us that before we left, but I don't think anybody really does that until they realize they had that expectation. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what my expectation was, but it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And God taught me so many different things than I, that I didn't even know he was going to teach me. 
um, nor expected him to teach me in the way that he taught me. Is there just one expectation that you had that you can share with us that God kind of reset? Yeah, I actually had this expectation that I was going to go and experience all these um, manifestations of Jesus and that um, I would come back and be healing people all the time and prophesying over people. And um, that's not what God had for me. Um, I think those things are great. Absolutely. I believe in them. But the Lord just really taught me love with no strings attached. Love with no strings attached. That's great. What's the best advice you have ever received? Um, One advice I received actually from my squad leader while I was struggling a bit with depression, um, he said to to let go and move on. Um, There are so many thoughts I had in my head, so many lies even I had in my mind, and just to let go of those, I can't, I don't need to deal with a lot of those things right now, like to let go of those things because really they're, they're just making me more frustrated, these lies or these these um, thoughts that I may be having, but to instead of allowing them to, to fester in my mind, to just let go of them and move on to the next thing. Um, so, yeah. And what is one meaningful thing that someone did to encourage, support, or help you? Really, my team, um, once again, during, the, during all my struggles with depression on and off on the trip, um, my team of girls, just them coming alongside me and loving me through that and letting me be completely honest and vulnerable. Um, I think I've struggled a lot with allowing people to love me and allowing people to help me and them just being by my side, um, helping me and loving me um, meant the world to me. You know, it sounds like God has used this trip in your life a lot to work with you in areas of depression. If you were talking to someone who was dealing with depression, not trying to fix them or anything, but what's one thing you might share with them about your experience? Yeah, I would just share with them that um, despite anything that you're feeling or, or experiencing or thinking in your mind that, that, and it's so, it sounds so cliche, but it's, I've found it so true is that, that God is there. God is with you and God is in the midst of that. Um, one thing I would always continue to hear while I was frustrated or struggling inside was just breathe, be still, I'm with you. And that's something that God has constantly been whispering over me just to breathe, to take a breather, to be still and know that he is with you to stop Stop fighting against it. Stop, stop. You know, working yourself up and just breathe for a second. Let God love you and let God speak His truth over you. Can you share with us one of your personal habits that you strongly believe contributes to your success? Yes. One thing um, people people always say that I, I know Scripture really well, and um, so one thing that I love to do is find those scriptures that talk about who you are as as a believer, as a daughter, as a son, and to take the scriptures and um, to declare them, to speak them out, to journal them down. Um, I have a chalkboard wall in my room, so I write them on my wall. And um, just to speak those truths out loud over yourself, that these things are who you are. Um, Even if you have to write notes in your car or on your mirror, like these are the truths of who you are. This is what Jesus says. So I'm going to believe that this is what Jesus says, despite what I'm feeling right now or what I'm thinking or what's around me right now. Being transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's great. Absolutely, yeah. Now, do you have an internet resource that you use and could share with our listeners? Um, I have a blog um, that I keep up with, and it's through the organization that I went on the mission trip with, and it is lbharbon.myadventures.org. 
Okay, lbharbin.myadventures.org. And we'll make sure that that's all linked up in the show notes uh, for anybody who's listening and wants to go check that out. The show notes for today's show will be at engagingmissions.com slash Laura Beth Harbin. That's Laura Beth Harbin. Now, Laura Beth, do you have one book that you would recommend to our listeners? Yes, um, anything by the author Brennan Manning. Um, one of my favorites book, favorite books by him is Abish Child, and um, I absolutely love that. And I'm going to recommend another one, if that's okay. Okay. It's uh, Cold Tangerines by Shauna Nyquist, and that talks about just finding joy. Okay, two books. Two for the price of one this week. <laughs> now, this last one's a bit tricky. So if you want to, you can take a minute and think about it and then come back at us with your answer. Okay. Imagine that you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world where you knew nobody. You still have all your experience and knowledge. Your family's there with you and your food and shelter are covered. But all you have is a laptop and $500. What do you do in the next seven days? I would sell my laptop so I would have more money. <laughs> okay. And... Probably I would explore the place that I was in. Um, by exploring the place, I'd get to know the place better, get to know people that are there, and yeah. Okay. Now, Laura Beth, we're almost done. Okay. Would you share with us one last piece of advice and the best way for us to get in touch with you, and then we'll say goodbye? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one point I just want to continue to drive home is um, just to trust in God's goodness and faithfulness always. Um, despite any circumstance, despite anything that you're feeling or seeing. Um, there's a verse in Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, that says, to look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. Um, for the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Um, and so just to, to not focus on how things aren't going the way that you want them to go or they should, maybe even should go, but to know that God is bigger than that and that He is still good and faithful um, despite anything that you can see or feel at the time. Okay. And if someone was listening and wanted to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? You can connect with me via email or Facebook or my blog even. And so my email is lbharbin11 at gmail.com. And my Facebook, you can look me up as Laura Beth Harbin or lbharbin. Okay, excellent. And again, we'll make sure that all of that's linked up at engagingmissions.com slash Laura Beth Harbin. Now, Laura Beth, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate your time and your generosity. That's the end of our time with Laura Beth Harbin. I'm really thankful she was able to be on the show. You can find links to both of her book recommendations and all the resources we talked about in the show at engagingmissions.com slash Laura Beth Harbin or slash 13. I would like to say that both of her book recommendations, Abba's Child and Cold Tangerines, are available on Audible. They'll give you one of them absolutely free just for giving their service a free try for 30 days, and the book is yours to keep. I'd also like to mention that grabbing a free book is one of the ways you can help support this show. When they give you a free book, they also give a little money to the show, which helps cover the cost of hosting and all the other things that go into recording, editing, and publishing a show like this. If you have any feedback for the show, you can email that to feedback at engagingmissions.com. 
I read all those emails myself. In fact, I'd love it if you'd just drop me a line to say hi and let me know a little bit about yourself. You hear from me every week, but I'd like to get to know you a little better. Again, that's feedback at engagingmissions.com. And if you like the show, it would mean the world to me if you'd visit engagingmissions.com slash iTunes to learn how you can subscribe to the show in iTunes and leave a rating and review. Your honest rating will help make this show better so that it meets your needs, and it also helps other people find the show. I'd really appreciate it. And finally, before we go, I just want to say a huge thank you to you, the listener. Whether this is your first time or you've been with us since the first episode, I'm really happy you're here with us. Thanks so much for being with us. This has been the Engaging Missions Radio Show. Thanks so much for listening. May God richly bless you. We'll see you next week.